relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Man, that was a good theme song this time. That was a good one. It was, it was definitely <sighs> next was level. Better, better than last time. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, it, it had different overtones this time. No. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is why I didn't do improv early in <laughs> comedy. Because it would just be being like, no, please. No, you dummy. You don't no, know where the funny is. I just handed you a thing. And it is, yes, I think it is like, <laughs> you forget that yeah, you're like, well, this is, this is like sports again, where some of these people should not be on the team. This is frustrating. <laughs> uh, I just busting your boss. You're very funny, man. I love you very much. I... Aww. This man I met doing comedy that this episode is about. Uh, he invited me to one of the man. I did. I like weird stuff. Also, you know, I'll do theaters and things like that. Don't get me wrong. I love that. Let's do that. But you know, if somebody, if you're in town, somebody's like, "Hey, do you want to come to a weird kind of secret brewery?" And you're like, "Yeah, I do." Mm-hmm. And it was insane uh i can't even describe it really it would just just they had stuff built where people were like there's like a second story for no like it was like an attic that they built. it was <laughs> and they're above the state it was wild but it was fun and there were just like cats and stuff it was a wild experience uh but he was the guy that set that up and then when i when we were headed to denver we some of our interviews were falling out just because that always happens. So I, I was like, let's see what Twitter does. And he was like, yo, I used to grow in Trinity in Northern California. And now I home grow. And I was like, y'all, we've got to go see some of these home grows. Yeah. Cause that makes up the community too. And I mean, Humboldt will have a lot of home growers if we're being honest. <laughs> and we talked to a couple of home growers in Eugene, but nothing like, like, like this is like our audience. This is who we're trying to like, we're like, oh, well, everywhere we should go now, we should go talk to somebody from our audience to see their little, you know, and I don't mean this offensive, we see their little growth. It's, I yeah. want to see his was cool. We're going to throw it up on the Patreon. We got some great footage of some of the farms we went to this time. Uh, we're finally getting that together. Like I said, you know, budgets and Mike's plans, but we're getting them come together and we're figuring out how to do it. And Oklahoma's it's all gonna come together in Oklahoma season four. It's looking cool. Uh, but getting a little is... better every time. It's like a grow. Every season we're gonna get a little better and learn and grow. Mike is insane right now. He doesn't have anything to grow. We gotta get him to grow. Oh, you should see what I've done to my house plants right now. It's, it's too much. <laughs> it's, it's like a hairdresser with no salon where their hair is like, why are your bangs at an angle? Because like, I'm doing stuff. We're doing, I'm doing stuff. And you're like, oh God. Oh man. But no, these are the people we want to talk to. You know, at the end of every episode, we tell you to grow your own. These are the people that we want to interview. You know, we want you to grow your own. We want you to... Sh- see the 700 plant field but then also the four plants at home in a beautiful backyard garden with sunflowers and squash and chickens man, all yeah over i was like inspired when we left my man's house uh i don't know how he wants to do the name thing so we just we're just gonna say his twitter handle uh so yeah do the same Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mike Hockburns. Yeah. Kind of big comedy show and some. Yeah, so I'm sure fans. you did the Savage Henry. Yeah, we're going there. back to. Yeah. That's how I knew of yeah, all yeah. my northern for sure. Humboldt people. We good? Cool. Let's push it. Yeah, and I mean, I did the Savage Henry stuff when I was there, and I was in Trinity County, just, you know, over the mountain. Yeah, we're going to go do the whole 
uh, triangle eventually. Yeah. But there's a lot of motherfuckers up there. It was, yeah, it was pretty crazy, you know, when I was there. And I was there the year that it went legal. And it was just madness. Like, like completely legal or the, the <clears throat> medical? It was, no, it was from medical to rec. Okay. And basically it was like people, you know, we were licensed and we were like not fully, but we were like going through the process. Yeah. And then a lot of people around us were like, oh, and so like the law was there, but it was kind of like, all right, next year is when it all is officially, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, basically like it's fully implemented. And so everybody that was illegal that either tried to and kind of didn't have the money or didn't want to deal with it we're kind of like, well, this is it. This is our last year, you know? So we're going out with a bang and, you know, I, before I lived out there, I lived in Memphis and it was hilarious because I got, I was out there for a couple months and I lived in Memphis for a year before in like a pretty rough part of, as if there's a nice place. I was going to say there's like four (laughs) nice places in Memphis. No, I was not. The rest of Memphis is scary. I was in Binghampton. So, um, yeah. yeah. And so, but then I got out there and, and, you know, our neighbors got robbed and, and I was like, man, it's dangerous out here. <laughs> you know? I was like, you moved this to is Memphis like really and you're dangerous. Like, you moved from Memphis. You're like, wow, it's dangerous out <laughs> here. Is, Where'd you move from Memphis? Like, oh no. Yeah, and Memphis was like probably a top five murder city. It's that still, year, you know? I would it consider. I would right there feel way more unsafe in Memphis than I would Humboldt or Yeah, Indiana. I just didn't. I just, and I mean, there were definitely some times in Memphis where I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and you, you should know? be. And I walked around a lot. I dr- I would get drunk and I would like walk home and people were like you probably shouldn't, shouldn't do that. that. No. Should man, that made that. me nervous. You just saying that. <laughs> well, <laughs> where did you come from? Like, where are you? F- I'm from North Alabama. Originally. Okay, so I had been to Memphis a bunch. Yeah, and you know, I guess I just felt like. I never had cash or anything. Like, what are they going to do? Take my phone? You know, you know, I do understand that thought process. Like not knowing that, like, and I mean, also just like, I'm not going to put up a fuss or anything. Like if somebody tries to mug me, like I'll just give them my shit. You know? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But also like I lived kind of, I forget what the big park is there, but so I lived pretty close to the, the big park that's in Midtown. Mm-hmm. And, um, so most of the time I would just walk like through that park and it was so dark, like nobody else would ever like, even they like, thought you were a crazy person. Yeah, like the, the I, I've used exactly. that angle too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm gonna appear to be crazier than the crazy. Well, and just yeah, <laughs> like there, you don't see any, and I guess they probably police it pretty hard, but you don't see anybody like camping or smoking crack or anything in the the, the park. That is true because it's like the zoo is over there, like at the back end of it, and so it's. I remember walking through there at times and hearing zoo animals and being pretty, pretty shook up, you know. No, I could, that would throw you off. I could hear a lion. You're just like, oh, fuck. I'm in a city, right? (laughs) So how did you get from Memphis? Like, to me, northern Alabama to Memphis makes, that makes total total sense, right? That is not a, that's not confusing. That's Um, like, you're one of the, you made it out. I could probably tell you the roads you took. Um, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But. Probably know some of the same folks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, But how did you make the jump from Memphis to Trinity County? Yeah, that's a funny story. Because that's an odd one that Trinity's not one that people know. It's not a famous no, one. No, no. Well, so I went to a guy I met in college, um, had been out in California for a couple of years. Um, and he was on the dispensary side. And then he started working with a, you know, a quasi-legal medical grow. Mm-hmm. And then... <clears throat> a collection of cards, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is you know, our house exactly. Of cards we've built. Um, <laughs> and like maybe this electricity is legal. Maybe it's just tapped in by somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then basically. Why all the wires the same color? <laughs> <laughs> um, and he got, you know, and kind of a skidzy sort of operation. I mean, they were really good outdoor growers. Mm-hmm. Their outdoor was like really good. And I think they had good principles, but all their indoor stuff was like pretty immorally grown. I would say, you know, like they were just a lot of dirty tricks, you know? Yeah. Um, such as, um, <laughs> like they would do, you know, I guess this isn't super uncommon, but you know, if they would get bugs real bad, you know, like they would just like take a vacuum cleaner in there and you know, they just That's like an old school grower way. Yeah. When the spider might start making webs and too much, you just go in and vacuum them all. So, you know, really? They, yeah. yeah. They'd take like the round, like a, like a vacuum hose. You that shouldn't was like do four that. Inches you shouldn't do that. And, okay. No. Good because to know. then when you smoke the buds, you'll get a little crackle pop because of the dead bugs that are actually yeah, inside the, of the, the buds and the bug shit. Yeah. yeah. This is protein. You guys. But you know, they, they would do stuff like that, you know, they, they take the big hose and go over all the colas and they, 
chop it the next day and then they'd like throw it in the freezer to like kill the bugs and make it turn more purple like, you, you know were, doing that, were you like were you like i don't think this is how you do that <laughs> yeah, yeah it was like it was like okay well it's you know it's cool to learn these tricks yeah, you know the trade pack for cannabis. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say there's also like like stuff that comedians do too like mm-hmm. there's little i mean we all right. do them little tricks here and there to get through the set or whatever but then every now and then you see somebody like oh you just you're doing all the tricks you're <laughs> your crutch right now you can't do all the tricks in one set man that's just doing the, oh oh you're cheating okay yeah no that's um, I exactly and even as like it's kind of as an outsider i was kind of like well you know not to say that I didn't learn a lot of good stuff from yeah. from them, you know. But well, basically, my friend is a lot of learning is learning the wrong way. Yeah, and if exactly. we're being honest, it's not bad. It's just old school stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. like if I was in that situation, you know, if if, if it was my own home stuff and right. it was just getting destroyed, and I was like, well, I'm gonna, I wouldn't sell it as a smokable product. You know, I'd probably turn it into butter or something. But but you know. and also your bills are paid through this. Your last <laughs> right. three months of bills are kind of wrapped up. I'm not up judging. I'm just curious. You <laughs> yeah. Guys. yeah. No. Sure. Um, it wouldn't have occurred to me just that just seems, vacuum them off. It seems like a yeah. physical comedy bit where you just <laughs> start going and vacuuming the bugs like out a, of the like air. Like a Three Stooges. <laughs> just, yeah, it's kind of like a Farley like, thing. Yeah, definitely. Kind of eye with the vacuum cleaner. Oh, they get stuck in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and honestly, probably a lot like that. But, you know, like, and I think in some cases, like, I don't know, everybody has different ways of dealing with yeah. insects. But even at the time, being like, thrust into that world i was kind of like this doesn't seem like so your buddy was just like come out to so yeah so he got an opportunity from some people that they knew that you know wanted to go you know he he was willing to throw a lot of money on it once it was legal you know one of those sort of adjacent type folks that was keeping his name clean and all Mm -hmm. that and a guy in real estate and so he said this all this all tracks yeah like the dude from real estate and a dude with money who's like is it legal yet yeah, like a no, dude with is... with kind of black market money and real estate guy who said, "Hey, we bought a property," and my buddy helped them, you know, go through the legal process, and then they were like, "Okay, we'll sort of cut a deal, and you know, you provide the labor, and we'll do a big yield share and hash it all out." And uh, I've been a part of that many times. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it didn't it didn't go great for me, but mm-hmm. it was you know it was a learning experience. I've never heard of it going great for anyone. No, but a never, couple people. No. <laughs> and the real estate guy obviously knew, like, no matter what, having a legal property from a real estate perspective, like he was going to make money no matter what. Yeah. I think, know? yeah, that's, that, <laughs> I think that's how they go about business. Yeah. yeah. So, but you know, it was okay. And the, the writing was on the wall a little bit. So I, I kind of left before I got, gave away too much labor for what I realized would be a very small chunk of, you know, cause you know, a good percent, I had a good percentage, but you know, zero dollars cut into percentages <laughs> you know? no i understand uh and they were just spending they're just making a lot of dumb decisions just spending a lot of money on things that like weren't necessary and um you know like and you were living in a world where you were going to get paid democratically but the decisions weren't getting made exactly exactly that and is, it was like oh yeah. yeah well and i get like okay like this is i'm glad y'all are putting this infrastructure in like a greenhouse with blackout like that's awesome and I learned how to put together greenhouses, you know, mm-hmm. which I didn't sign up for and was not appropriately <laughs> reimbursed for, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so many now. of those jobs where you're like, <laughs> we need you to come in and do this. Cool. This is not what you said this was. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you can do concrete, right? It's yes. like, I've, yeah. I mean, I can do like a fence post. I'm not about to do the slab. And they're like, well, the truck's coming. So. You guys got long sleeve shirts on. You can do insulation today. <laughs> That's a real one that happened to me, and I was oh, like, I was like, I just don't think that I, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't no. <laughs> yeah, that's a very southern. It was, a, it was, <laughs> it was a, yeah, we were. Tennessee. It was a guy that owned a shoe, a used shoe store. Yeah, he yep. was in, involved in a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're working on this farm. What what it was just watching all those decisions that you were just yeah. like, I'm gonna get screwed. Here. Yeah, I mean basically, and you know the owner was like, really there was just kind of a last straw moment where I had brought up several times, like you know I'm doing things that weren't in my original kind of purview, and mm. I'm okay with it. Some of it's like property maintenance, but I just want you guys to know that like 
you know, I'm not really comfortable with it and I definitely don't want to do any more of it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> and then the owner was like this crazy, like dog show person. And he like <laughs> went and bought this like giant pure breed, like dog to be like our guard dog. And uh-huh. he was like, you guys have to take care of this. And I was like, no nah, yeah. dude, like this is like one of those bear dogs. Yeah. It was like uh, some kind of, it had shepherd in the name, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like real big and it had been it comes with a saddle and yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it had been raised in like a, you know, like a, puppy mill but for you know like you know like trophy dog i don't know like competitive you know yeah best of show type shit so it was like it had just been abused a lot so it's not like it was a good dog you know it was like scared of everything and like wanting to fight because it had just been like thrown in with probably hundreds of other puppies and, (laughs) and he got suckered into it at some kind of a dog show and and then he was like yeah you know you guys are taking care of this like five thousand dollar dog and i was just like no dude like this is I didn't agree to this. Like you're gonna have to pay me some money if I'm gonna have to be taking care of like a giant purebred dog. dog. Yeah. 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 Like anything aside from just letting it go. I'm yeah. Gonna, like, <laughs> yeah, I can take it. I can raise like, the farm. Dog. I can put the feed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Get it, put it in the barn or whatever. Yeah. You give me a blue healer. I'm gonna raise the shit. Out of <laughs> right. yeah. But we already had a dog, you know, like we already had kind of a guard dog. It wasn't like a big dog, but the big thing is you just need it to bark, you know? Yeah. And yes. like, and like they wouldn't let us have any guns or anything anyway, so it's like, what are we gonna do if somebody does come? You know, like, well, um, you just know that you're in real danger when the dog barks. <laughs> you're like, oh, so someone's here. Fuck, uh, we I are guess, gonna get okay. Yeah, well, lock the gate. I guess. Good thing we don't have guns. <laughs> we had like lock a crossbow. Like, grab the crossbow. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna fire a warning shot. No, you do um, the crossbow. You. But yeah, and then, you know, like, it, <laughs> you know, you hit that target. So that was really kind of, that was the last straw where I was like, I'm not dealing with this basically, yeah, yeah. unless I can get kind of get paid more. And were y'all deep, um, deep in the, we were, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, 45, 20, it was between a half hour and 40 minutes to get to the grocery store, Yeah, you know? And that was like, um, you know, the town, if you come through it, it's, if you're driving on the highway, it's like right before you get to the Bigfoot town. I know what you're talking about in like New Orleans. A, in Orleans, no, it's like Minerville or something. It's got a weird name like that. Or, but I know what you're talking about. Yes, but it's one of those first, like after you come out of, um, I forget the town there that's on the interstate that's like decently Redding. Redding, yeah, yeah. So it's like the first kind of little town you get to when you take the highway out of Redding. You know, you go yeah. over like the kind of the one pass, and it's like place where the first couple mudslides are or whatever. <laughs> yes. And then you come into like that little town and there's, it's like, you know, there are a lot of like Hmong, there's like a temple and you know, yes. there's like one bar and like a pizza place. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's it's we were, really pretty. Yeah. Great but, area. We were in that like, area. Like most really pretty places. <clears throat> don't talk to anybody. <laughs> and I, yeah. And I would have stayed out there. I think part of it was not being able to do, to being so far away from where I could even do an open mic or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like, that was really wearing on my sanity, you know, where I was just like having to drive all the way to the coast, drive like two hours and do an open mic to do five minutes yeah, yeah. or 10 minutes and you go and do, and thank God those, um, Sad. you know, Savage Henry guys were, were there for me. And that was kind of like my lifeline. You know, it like, is a interesting, if you guys look it up and we've, the, from the second season, we talked to several of the Savage Henry guys, but yeah, they, uh, had, they, it is a, fascinating little world they've created in this little world. It, yeah, it sense. really and is. It is like a refuge, I think, of for people in that, I guess, biosphere that is... That m- metropolis. No. You know <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, it is. That was the funny thing of being there, is Mike and I kept making fun of people talking about Eureka and Arcata being the city. Right. And then we went and spent a couple of days out in the hills for just straight two days, you know, oh, go yeah. back to the hotel. Then we drove into Eureka the third day. And we're like, it is overwhelming. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh, just- yeah. And you see people like I remember being out there and just at the time I was like really a, sort of an alcoholic and was didn't know how to deal with these farm problems. And I remember going down the hill and just being like, I'll be back in a couple of days or whatever. And just kind of hanging out. Like there was a mic I was going to go to that first night. And then I was like, eh, you know, I talked to somebody going to camp on the beach or something, you know, like kind of had it planned out, but ended up more or less just kind of drinking a lot there in Eureka and waiting <laughs> to do comedy. And you just see all those people that have come out of the mountains that are like kind of doing the same shit. They're yeah. just kind of like, man, this is a lot. Yes. I'm just going to sleep in my car. And then, yeah, I'm going to give it get... a day or two. <laughs> right. Yes. It was so yeah. weird. Um, 
but uh but yeah you know so i ended up leaving there and then you know i've been here in colorado just uh home growing ever since All which right. is i guess i worked a little bit i dabbled a little bit in the weed industry here in colorado but did you come why did you come from trinity well I'm i had always lived, fascinated by the move yeah so i mean i had lived in um fort collins a little bit i was mm-hmm. thinking about trying to go to grad school there i was gonna say you're like college towns it sounds like yeah well and at the time like i like i thought i'd get try to get a master's degree like i went to school for um for like fish farming and stuff like aquatic mm-hmm. resource management what school auburn university war, war eagle i was gonna guess war dam as, <laughs> as soon as you said uh animal stuff i was like right oh, like, went to auburn. Yeah, like a okay. real degree yes. if i said business you'd be like Probably, probably roll tighter. Yeah. Now you went Pre- to pre-law, yeah. but you yeah, so actually <laughs> learned something. So you went to Auburn. I went to Auburn. Good, great fish school, and that's kind of what got me into agriculture in general. It was like I was working on fish farms, and I really felt like the future. And I still do, still do yeah, still do feel like fish farming is like the future of being able to feed people. It's like to me, it's like the next ag revolution is in fish and then like an integrated like aquaponic like you know fish with the water water and yes. other stuff without a doubt there's yeah. a few farms that are doing it really great there's a great cannabis centric product being sold right now it's called fish shit yeah and it's just them selling yeah i've know. seen them i've seen their ads i've wanted to kind of check them out yeah. i've heard it's good it's pretty good stuff it's extremely expensive right you know i'm sure well, they'll you, get the cost you gotta done, sit and but... wait for all those fish to shit you gotta feed them <laughs> you, know, you gotta make sure you're you gotta yeah. run the shit through shelf, a filter. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. trying it out, it's making well, it shelf I, stable too, <laughs> which is the hard part. right. And and I have I have goldfish in my rain barrels, so I guess I'm I'm real low tech, but I'm. I'm What's I've that mean? Some. You said that, and Mike knew what it meant, and I just acted like aquaponic. Well, what, when you said I got goldfish when we were communicating yeah. over text, you oh, said right. I had goldfish in my, and I was like, word. And then uh, I said it to Mike, <laughs> and Mike was like, oh, cool. And I was like, <laughs> I was like so no one's going to tell yeah, me what so, it means. So basically, like, you know, fish produce nitrogen and, and phosphorus, okay. basically, just through living. So, like, we breathe CO2 out. And they they breathe out, yeah, basically gotcha. urine. They, they breathe out urea, nitrogen, um, or like, uh, I guess it's really ammonia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the phosphorus is in their poop. That's the old adage when you're in the fish farming world. It's uh, N and P and P and poo. So there's nitrogen in the urine and there's phosphorus in the fish shit. Okay. Um, and so basically, you know, that <laughs> instead of the water having like being just water, it's got like tiny bits of nutrients in it, basically. Oh, yeah. Nice. And then like if I clean out the barrel, you know, I kind of vacuum off the bottom, uh-huh. then I'll get like actually like a nice boost of like phosphorus. So. So like if you're you know, no, so it makes perpetual motion machines of living organisms feeding the plants. That's every time exactly I hear perpetual motion. I <laughs> the time I was in Bahrain and there's this building that has a, <laughs> it has a, uh, propeller in the middle of it, and it when the wind blows it does like produce energy for the building. But our cab drivers, it's me and this British comic in the back, and our cab drivers like, yeah, no, it just spins all the time, no matter what. And I looked at him, and I was, I looked at, him, I was like, I don't think that's how that. Is. <laughs> and we got out, and as soon as we got out, the British comic goes, no, I think if Bahrain invented a perpetual motion machine, we would have heard about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I would say, like, I mean, I think fish come pretty close to breaking the rules, so to speak, as far as, like, how fast they can grow and, like, just, you know, they're just they're, they're just cool. cool. Yeah, they, they do cool. some weird shit. They you are know? cool. I mean, they, the more we learn about what's in the ocean, you're just like, I mean, you guys, it's just like, <laughs> this is crazy. And, like, I was just in Alaska. and That pretty wild. It was, everyone was like, because the red eye were jumping and I was like, what do you mean jumping? Because that's like 900 motherfuckers told us that. And But we didn't have time. You had to go. They were like, go two hours south of the Kenai River. And one of the guys we worked with at the show, his girlfriend was a native. And so she has different rules. Mm-hmm. And what she was saying is like, he was saying is like, she has one of those nets that's like six feet. Yeah, yeah. And she just goes in the river. And those motherfuckers just jump in the net. Yeah, there's so many netting. of them. <laughs> and the natives get extra because they actually eat them and you know they took a lot of their land um but the that's way the deal they cut the deal they cut with the realtor guy yeah, there are, there's always these, like alaska really does do nice things and have thought out their stuff with the natives like that part is like where you just see like well 
we did it real mean at the bottom and they're like yeah we know we fixed it up here yeah it's it's bad but they like they let them do more for their culture and hunting it's just but this fish stuff was fascinating to me yeah because i kept thinking that too i was like i think this is a safer way to get protein for human beings oh yeah all these cows we keep the right factories these motherfuckers keep farting and destroying us yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's not like you know and they're they're trucking them all over the place and like you know the the logistics of like you know the hide gets processed in some country and then gets sent to asia and it's just kind of you know it's on those boats yeah yes yeah and and yeah exactly but I don't grow any edible fish. Like I would like to, and that's what I studied in school. But I so, but goldfish are just really cheap, and so that's why I have goldfish. Yeah, I mean they're okay. I have just the feeder ones. I'm not trying to. They get you know, super big. Too. They'll get really big. Yeah. So I mean, mine will grow. Like a couple of years ago, I put them in there, or and they they froze to death in the winter. So, but they grew a lot in the short period of time. I got them at like one inch, and then just over the course of the summer, they were like you know three four inches, and then that's. And I didn't. For I, goldfish. Yeah. Imagine if you do that to somebody's dick. You'd be a bazillion. Four. <laughs> <laughs> and you could get the fertilizer out yeah, of it too. Yeah, you get the fertilizer. Like, I can grow your dick three inches in a summer. Like, three what? inches. You How much? How much you got? I'm going to take all of it. Here it is. Three, yeah. And really, it was like a doubling in size. If you think about it like that, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's a billion dollar product. We are product. getting results. <laughs> I know a guy who will buy injections. You just so I know you do. <laughs> Oh, you something you guys just, talk about on, on the podcast all the time. We just talk it's, about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the the cannabis world is full of people from every walk of A lot life. of characters. Yeah. And yes, and that's the thing you realize, like, they're part, they're, because of the fringe aspect of the world for so long, Yeah, there's a lot of fringe motherfuckers in other parts. They're, they're fringe everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's... You know, I'm a stand-up comedian by trade, so that's by I'm, trade. A fr- I'm a fringe person as well. <laughs> I understand, but right. so there's just like some of the stuff we know that people do. It's like, oh wow, and then the way they, it's you get it like a Trinity when you lived there, Trinity County, oh, yeah, and doing comedy as well. It's exactly, similarly once some, strange. Once people kinda... trust you, or they <laughs> decided they they trust yeah, you. Yeah, they see you enough that they <clears throat> let you in on stuff that you're like, I just. Don't think you should trust me with that information. <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Yeah, we're like, oh no, now I feel like a hostage <laughs> to this information. That's... Okay. Oh, and what happened a lot when I was working in weed in Colorado was like, we're going to have to talk about aliens today, aren't we? You'd, like, you'd, you'd realize it like <laughs> 9, 10 a.m. So you'd, be, you'd already, the conversation would be moving there. The Trump Taylor would be like, oh, God damn, we're going to have to talk about uh, we're going to fucking aliens leave. or. From Trinity to Colorado. <laughs> to Colorado, yeah. To get into the business? Not necessarily. Like, I think at that point I had, um, I actually had a job kind of lined up here to be uh, like a fish biologist, basically. Uh-huh. It was like a, just a summer gig, but I was getting to do some cool stuff. So I mostly came for that. And then for a while that was a seasonal job. I was just doing field work in the summer. And yeah. then I was working for this marijuana temp agency in the winter, which is as bad as it sounds. Can you? Yeah tell us about that yeah. oh yeah this i've got some great stories of it the... was as soon as you said that i was like man i want to know about because <laughs> yeah. i worked i'll tell you to get into this if you're unfamiliar if anyone listening is unfamiliar with what a temp agency is it is basically what it is it's how now i think a, a long time ago it was like when someone was out sick they send somebody in to do their job or fill in like a substitute teacher but what yeah. it has become uh, through uh, insurance and all that is a way for corporations to hire labor without giving them real jobs and then having to pay for their benefits and things like that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's is that much it. is that how they're doing it with the weed industry? Yeah, now? absolutely. Damn I mean, it. I, I was they hoping like, it was they were taking care of people. That I knew they weren't. I no. mean, it was pro- it's probably better than some temp agencies. I but. passed a drug test while I was high to work for Dell Computers, like, literally <laughs> stoned because I, I went in. And that to fill out the temp thing, and because my friend was like, "You don't have to do a drug test." 
because he went the day before. Turns out it was just that day. <laughs> the drug test back on today. Yes. It was the, the lady that guy was, was out, out and they were out. <laughs> and I walk, I feel it, I turn it in. She's like, all right, now go pee in this cup. And I was like, well, this is, this is going to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it might smell like weed when I pee because I smoked on the way here. Just now. And then she passed, she, she put it through, you know, and she came in. She's like, all right, you start work tomorrow. And I... I literally said, really? <laughs> really? Like, like, it went up. Really? Like, I was like, really? And she's like, are you surprised? I was like, no, I just didn't know we'd start tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> and I got out of there, and my friend was like, I, I was like, motherfucker, I had to take a drug test. He was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I was like, no, I passed. He was like, how? I was like, I don't think it's real. <laughs> you got the false negative. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I don't. I was like, but I start work tomorrow. The one out of a thousand, you... Should have bought a lot of tickets. It was, and then I figured out how much of a scam the whole tent yeah. thing was. It was insane. So, I mean, basically, I started, and my first couple jobs I did, I think, were pretty straight up. Like, I got, I just trimmed, you know, for yeah. a whole week, and, you know, just hand trimming. And then, you know, a couple times they were just machine trimming, and then I was kind of just like on the inspection line, you know. But talk about characters, because it's, you'd have to pass a drug test. Like, you had to have your state badge to work in cannabis in Colorado, which is that kind of like getting your ABC card to serve more or less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. except they don't even, I don't think they make you take a class or anything. You just have to get like pass a background check, wow, get fingerprinted easier than serving alcohol. And it's, and it's 75 bucks. It's about the same price. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, all kinds of real kooky folks that would be working there. And then after a while I started getting sent to these kind of handful of like these industrial, uh, you know, real big warehouse grows, you know, people who are like, wholesale growing multiple brands and you know they had these warehouses that were just like ungodly you know just like 30 grow rooms with you know 30 lights each in them and stuff and the different companies um yeah different brands and different rooms really in some cases yeah yeah and and so they had kind of some of their own genetics and then some stuff that was and i think they even had some rooms that people were straight up like leasing they were like leasing the grow room from them and then they had their own entrance and it was a big, you know, huge operation. And then when you got in those places, there'd be like, you know, 10 or 12 temps and you'd all be like plucking leaves or you'd be like trimming or something for like the whole day. And in those situations, we'd be like at a big long table and you would just meet, like I was saying before the aliens, you know, and like, I remember one time they were kind of like our supervisor people when we had these bigger operations. And, uh, this one old dude started talking to me and I don't remember what he said, but it was something that was not related to aliens at all. And the supervisor came over and the dude's name was like Rick or something. He was like, Rick, shut the fuck up. We're not talking about aliens today. <laughs> it's like, cause I guess like Rick a, does it all. But Rick on. loves aliens. And it had like created problems. Like he had gotten in such an alien centric debate that it had like disrupted workflow at another point what in time. I'm, like, now I'm fascinated by like, we got to meet Rick. I do uh, want to meet Rick like to, and I had to so get on an alien tip that you bother other people is <laughs> yeah like they got in a heated alien debate like, I don't know kind of you know probably just a heated alien debate so much so that people were like throwing know. shit on the don't ground don't talk to Rick about it <laughs> <laughs> and Rick would, like Rick was not even talking about animals or anything he was just like hey like where do you live? And he's like, nope, n- no, nope. nope That's how he starts. <laughs> he says, set up. Fuck you, Ray. <laughs> and so, but I had, a, I had a coworker that dressed up like a Star Wars character all the time, which really? I, I got a bit, I got a bit out of that. That was pretty fun. Like, um, like they were, or they knew that they were dressed. Like no, it was like pretty method? intense. Like full. I mean, no, I mean, he was just acted like, I guess normal for somebody that works for a so he wasn't, So he knew, like he was him, but in cost, but in a costume, he wasn't yeah. the dude. Yeah, no, he wasn't like trying to do Jedi stuff per se. Cool, but I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I like, think if you go full blown Jedi though, you're like, Man, <laughs> yeah, this is disruptive. I mean, he yeah. used some funny words. Maybe they were Star Wars words, that, and I'm I just didn't guarantee. No, he used probably. <laughs> but but I was there one day, and they this dude had like a realistic lightsaber replica that had like a metal like screw on tip. And they like threw him out of the grow because they were like, you know, this is a, this could be like a weapon, and like the rules are really strict. And you it might was burned down all these cannabis plants because <laughs> like, you're you know you can't have a knife, you can't have any kind of weapons or anything. Even like the security guys that are armed at the places have to go through like a ton of training, and so. They that's, threw this I dude just, out. I don't think you should be able to carry any kind of sword. <laughs> no. And that's what basically he was like, it's just a replica. And then I guess he had like at lunchtime, he had like 
screwed the tip on it and was like you know waving yeah. it around like, why hitting. would you bring it if you're not going to yeah wave like, it like around you know like chopping people. some grass with it you know <laughs> <laughs> and the dude saw him and was like nah gotta go and that's such a, <laughs> it's, that's such a schoolhouse thing that you guys yeah are and the dude was like, probably no, he, you he was young your yeah to fucking School. <laughs> like you got because you're gonna want to wave it around. You're gonna <laughs> whack a kid with it. You're gonna catch it on a water line, or you know. Yeah, just we're just so we're trying to we're trying to grow weed here. You can't bring your <laughs> lights in. Let's yeah. take it a little bit more serious, please. So, so I don't do that anymore. But it was a good time, like for me to have that job. I was trying to quit drinking, and I just needed. I needed to focus only on that, and yeah. so this was like kind of the perfect job for that. Like I made enough money that I was like. How much did you do? You mind us like what is a temp marijuana worker? In um, well, so I got paid okay just because I had experience, uh-huh. and then I had, I guess, just been there long enough. So I think I was making I was making close to fifteen dollars yeah. an hour, which is not good by any means. But I think a lot of people were starting in like the at twelve, eleven fifty, you know. But still, I mean, if we're being honest, for like a labor job starting out, yeah. there's not many that are going to start you with that, even with no experience. No, and I mean, I think I started, I started maybe like like thirteen, and then I worked up to like fourteen fifty or something like that. See, I don't, I mean, minimum yeah. wage is seven twenty five still. Well, I think isn't it? I think Colorado is like ten fifty. Yeah, but oh, still, okay. yeah, it's, Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huge difference. Sorry, and, I didn't realize everyone's um, rich here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're just talking about the southern states. It's that's just, that's where yeah. it's Well, and I got a raise in Alabama when they when it came up from five seventy five or whatever five fifty. When it I served tables in Tennessee, and uh, I you, think it still is <laughs> two fifteen an hour. Yeah. I had Plus a hard tips. job. I had to like kill a lot of fish, and they were just paying me five. I had to like yeah, collect but in all Alabama, this data. They're like, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, we should I, pay you, you should less. Think, yeah, you, you can you can fillet them and take them get, home. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get all in free fish, and you're complaining. <laughs> some people. Some you, <laughs> you volunteer for some people's yeah. children, and that very much was how it went at Auburn. Like you'd get some. They were trying to give you free catfish fillets all the time. You know, you mm-hmm. go volunteer. Hey, we need help saying in this pond. We got it. We got a couple frozen gallon bags. Well, were, that is it. fun for a lot of people we grew up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was fun for me. That's what I went to school like for. Like, if you I tried mean, to pay them, they're like, I, I had too much fun for you <laughs> to pay me for this. You feel bad taking your money. No, they won't take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we'll just give you a bag of crawfish. I, we went, I remember we tried to pay these guys. I worked at a golf course my right after I graduated <laughs> high school that summer before I left. That was my favorite job other than comedian because it's great it's a great gig um but we pay these hunters <laughs> right they're Fair fucking books. field guides is what they were there's rednecks that figured out that went to college and figured out what business was and then they right. figured out to do guides right and we there was like skunks and a couple other rodents on that were pests that we needed taken care of on the golf course and they took care of them one night like Boom. that. <laughs> and then we, the superintendent guy tried to pay them and they wouldn't take the money because they're, man, that's the most fun we've had in a long time. Because <laughs> I guess they got drunk on the, in a golf cart and yeah, just like yeah. waited. And they were like, yeah, and we just put a thing out. And of course they came out of this and bam, bam. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've got, the, we had these night goggles for a long time. Oh, we it was like, it, yeah, it was so. like they were a little giddy. Exactly. There's, yeah. Usually we can't. He calls back if they come back, right? Yeah, yes. It was just, yeah, that Usually kind of we thing. do legal hunting. We can't use all this fun stuff. <laughs> Exactly. So, like, yeah, we got to spotlight and do some stuff that <laughs> yeah, is technically we, not legal, so we can't take money for what we did. It was <laughs> little drive hunting, little. But the superintendent was smart. He's like, I had a feeling those dudes wouldn't charge us. <laughs> <laughs> he was real smart. That's yeah. So, what made you get out of the industry, though? Uh, well, at least here in Colorado, I realized, you know, even temping that, you know, even if I got hired on by somebody full time, like. Mm the pay was going to be in that same ballpark and some of the shops are do really well and usually you have pretty good benefits and most of that's kind of, you know, but I had kind of realized that the, the, the time when you could get really rich growing pot in Colorado had come and passed, yeah. you know, and it was to the point now where the retail price was at the bottom. And so everything was, you know, at the time it was like, you know, I think the median ounce price in Denver at like a shop was like, right around a hundred bucks yeah and so like the wholesale price on a pound was like under a thousand dollars and so 
and it's all indoor so you have these huge electricity bills so it's like every grow is just like they were just trying to whittle the bottom line you know and that's why the temp guys we got so popular because it was like okay instead of having to have like trimmers on staff yeah. we can just hire like 30 people that aren't that good at it you know for like two days out of the month you know and yeah like, we'll just rent a twister and we'll just like make all these idiots just like run a bunch of stuff in there and we'll pay them like you know 100 bucks for the day you know that's pretty much how it kind of became and like a like a gold rush very much and it got corporate quick which that's probably what happened to the gold i don't really (laughs) (laughs) they probably got Mm. a machine to do it at some point and that was the other thing too is that like trimming weed was the only job i'd ever had where like i had a pretty decent like skill and amount of experience doing it and my price like the wage i got paid for it just kept going down and down and mm. down. I was like, well, the, this trend is not good, no. you know? And cause I remember being out there in California and getting paid like to trim massive buds. So you go really fast and you were getting paid by the pound, you, mm-hmm. you know, like over a hundred bucks a pound, yeah. to, you know, up to 200 bucks a pound to, to hand trim. And then I'm working at a temp job getting like 13 and they're like, Hey, like if you don't do two pounds a day, like we're going to give you a bad report back to the temp agency and they're not going to send you here. And it was like, this is weird. Like, but you're not having to raise that dog. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. There's not a giant dog that takes bigger shits than me that I have to walk to the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah. That's, That's, and I could ride the light rail, you know, I guess if you guys were up there in that warehouse area, like I could basically take the train all the way up there. So oh, yeah, that's drive. true. Yeah, that is. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. That's yeah. that little quarter train that we saw. Again. And it was yeah. like, this is a very Denver thing to do is like every day I would like, I'd roll a couple of joints because that's another weird thing about when you're at the temp agency is like they'd get really pissed if you smoked weed while you were like anywhere near there, probably because like the laws and shit. So like all the co like all the people that worked there, like had a spot you know like one of them rented a house nearby or something they always like drive like three four blocks the, yeah you gotta have a know, safety meeting have before crazy dab rigs and shit you know in the, in the car they're fucking you know dab people love all the uh, they also love the gear let's be <laughs> yeah. honest oh yeah that, i think the there's box. like because the dab world is fascinating to me because it it's not really my like we did dabs last night and i told them like the guy didn't believe us mm. <laughs> And I was like, they don't fuck with me like they fuck with everybody else. And he's like, no, you just do it. And, and we'll just give you a little one. And then Mike was like, give him a big one. Watch. And then I, and the guy was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't. It really doesn't fuck with me. But the more dab people I'm around, like they love bringing that rig out and like, here we're in an elevator. You want to do this? And you're like, what are you doing? Like, I got, got this my super tiny torch. torch yeah, you know? And you're like, I don't think yeah. we should have that. And there's a glass elevator. We're in the mall. <laughs> or like, you know, a huge torch in somebody's like little, you know, yes. Honda. Or just, yes, in a Honda Fit. They're like, let's just everybody's pull it piled up. in the back seat. Like, yeah, hey, here, just just hold it. You know. Yes, that is. Um, but so either way, I would smoke on the way there, and I'd smoke on the way back, and I'd get to the light rail station it was like not uncommon for there to be like somebody else that either was already like smoking a joint or was like oh hey man like if the bus is late like i'll match if you let me hit that you know and they yes. pull out their shit you know and i'd be like oh, all right yeah whatever you know um because right when I was, I, I was telling them that's cali like in california in la specifically is like four or five p.m when dudes are walking their dogs it's just other dudes <laughs> holding, <laughs> holding a joint being like what's up oh you okay yeah me too yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and so it was kind of you know that was like the whole and i would smoke blunts just so it didn't smell quite as obvious you know and that mm-hmm. was like what i did for several months and um it was a fun experience like i said i got a couple bits out of it you yeah. know and uh, i convinced a girl to vaccinate her kid i bullied her basically into vaccinating her, her child good which i think that's i'm not pro bullying Make sure I get this on the record. But. Well, there's negative reinforcement. <laughs> but yeah, I basically is appropriate just, from time to time. And I, you know, at this point, I kind of hated that job. And I kept getting, I kept working with this girl. And it was one of those trim table conversations we got into like anti-vaxxing. And I was like, we should not be talking about this, you know. And of course, there's like a whole spectrum of like people that are like, no, I'm not vaccinating my kid at all. And then one dude's like, hey, listen, I just waited. Okay. Like I, I'm not crazy. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. I just waited to two to give my daughter her vaccines like i'm not but this one one was like yeah none of them 
And maybe and in like, like a comic, I just kept every time I'd work with her, I'd like put in these like little like jokes when we'd be talking, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not like mean like your kid's gonna die, but I'd but be it like, it is gonna die. Measles will kill your yeah, kids very but, easily. Yeah, tetanus, I remember tetanus was the one I got her on because I kept talking about to get tetanus. Everybody yeah, on. and I was like, yeah, you know, and it, it was a real, it was kind, of, it was mean. I would end up kind of getting mean, but I just thought it was funny because. It's a tw- like it's just like the people who are like hardcore on that to me just seemed like a meme and like people you'd see in Alabama maybe that were like mm-hmm. super religious. So to meet one in real life that just seemed otherwise normal, I just I thought it was hilarious in a weird way. <laughs> you know, I, was well, just that, like, I met them because it's like uh, I met some of them because they're like rich, well-to-do white ladies usually. Oh yeah, like they, the uh, who was they, the they don't have like Jenny McCarthy McCarthy was the, yeah. she was the spokesperson. So it was like a lot of pretty white ladies who never had any pushback about anything in their whole life. <laughs> right. So like, don't they don't understand science. No, and never had to. And like, yeah. like they even probably divorced once. And that's where some of their money came. Like that's <laughs> the group. And I'm not saying this yeah. is all, but that was the group that I saw a lot. And it was like, Oh, you guys are just assholes. <laughs> Is what it was. Really committed to this. Yes. And like it's some of it was like the autism thing. So that and it was a lot of like they couldn't accept that that just happens. Yeah. And that we don't know why yet. And they were like, well, it was it was this vaccine. And because then they were like, there's also that genetic part of people being like can't be my genes i'm like a hot lady yeah yeah i'm yeah. perfect i couldn't have right yeah, and, and they're like, like no it's not how any of that works read some books <laughs> and they're like well you know before vaccines there wasn't autism and it's like yeah well we didn't do any mental health oh stuff yeah no like, and, yeah we just autism. had weird people like, before the vaccines. therapists were invented in like maybe the 30s yeah you could you yeah. know people really didn't start going to them until 40s, there was 50s, autism, probably. But we also just kind of threw people off a cliff if they were too <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we did. Or <laughs> Those we made them just, go do math all the time. Yeah, worked yes. in a weird, you know, they had to. Yeah, we hope the government didn't find out about that. <laughs> yes, that kind. Of, yes. Or they, you know, they like kept a one hospital real clean, you know, and didn't really talk to anybody. It, <laughs> it is. So is that what cracked it for you? Is just having to deal with this woman? That's I when mean, you were eventually like part I'm of it. Done. Yeah, part of it. Yeah, and also it was just kind of like I also realized it wasn't going to really grow how I wanted to grow. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't necessarily like the indoor situation. It felt like. It's going to sound like real hippie, like, mm-hmm. but it felt like they were just torturing the plants, you know, like in a, like, it, it mm-hmm. felt like that, you know, the way it was just like, it, it felt like when I had worked on like in chicken houses and stuff before where it's just like, you guys don't care about this product anymore. Yeah. Like this is just dollars to you yes. and they're just getting shuffled through. And, and I also did, I started working, doing wetland work and I was working with this botanist who's also kind of hippy dippy. And he kind of introduced me to this concept of that, like plants Basically, we have more or less some scientific proof that plants are like sentient. Like yes. they, they know they're Very alive. So. The secret life of plants. And they, you know, and so then after coming back from working for a summer with him and like seeing like just insane biodiversity of wetland plants and shit. And I'm going to sound like a huge hippie. It's okay. Man. Into yeah. Be a huge hippie, man. <laughs> but, uh, and I shouldn't care being from Alabama. I still hold on to that. Like, eh, say you care about the environment too much, you know, like, yeah. I'm get beat up. but, uh, it's in there deep. You go. But then I was be- like back at a grow. And then I remember smoking some of the weed from one of these places that I worked at all the time. I'd never really smoked their pot before. I remember it just being like a bad high. I was like thinking about death a whole bunch. You know? <laughs> oh, wow. And I remember thinking, I was like, you know, this is, I don't want to work. I don't want to grow this, this shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to grow stuff. I don't want to work for this. I don't want to be a cog in this, like, machine of an industry that's missing the point of the plant yeah and it's just like it just wasn't how i wanted to grow pot you know what i mean uh-huh. i was from like the outdoor world and i wanted to be greenhouse aquaponic and i just realized that that wasn't going to happen here and part of that was the legal the laws they just they want you to be under lights and uh so <clears throat> i wouldn't say that i've given up on it and that's part of why like i do a lot of breeding in my home grow and i do a lot of like research and development so to speak yeah because i would love to and especially if a southern state comes around and has kind of a 
yeah, a little bit easier legal structure to get started as far as like i'm not gonna have to pay thousands of dollars yeah there's not one coming along per, yet i've been it'll looking it'll be a while yeah <laughs> yeah but you know i've been watching I, but i think you know have a good system that i think would work well in the southern climate you know and so part of me thinks maybe one day i'll jump in but i also it's one of those things that i'd like to, to run it you know i mean i went to school for agriculture so it's like i wouldn't mind being i don't want to have to pay my dues for a really long time to work for somebody else. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that I would love to work for, but those people aren't, aren't hiring. You know, the places that are good to work for have zero turnover. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's crazy. Man. Other places. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Agencies. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And yeah. so, so yeah, just the corporate nature of it. And also it was kind of like, I found, I scratched that itch with my home garden. Yeah. You know, after I was like in a place, my sister bought this house. So I was like, I wasn't renting and I had the ability to, to my own yeah, little, tell little us about experiments. Your little, yeah. Tell us about it. So yeah, so I built a greenhouse here and you know, originally the first year I just grew like herbs and vegetables yeah. and I'm just being from the South. It's just, it's hard to garden out here. It just, it mm-hmm. snows in May. It snows in October. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> For, yeah. On a, it'll be 60 the day before and just snow. And so I built this greenhouse from mostly scrap wood and I, I looked up like the code in in Inglewood and they're like basically you know if you build a shed and it's you know no bigger than like 120 square feet or something then you don't have to get a permit or anything and so oh, that's, I built that's a the opposite like of Los Angeles 12 right. by did 10 did you think about a shed you owe us $100 <laughs> <laughs> so yeah exactly so so I got it underneath where I would have to get inspected or anything and then my dad helped me a little bit and he's an agriculture dude and mm-hmm. he used to smoke weed back in the day so he's pretty cool he was pretty yeah. excited about having a project you know, uh-huh, yeah. like old times yes yell at me again you know but not really because this was my project so i i yelled at him <laughs> <laughs> but i got a bunch of free wood actually from tyson from the the dude at the weird brewery yeah oh me, that makes helped, sense yep, yes. he helped me he would know where free wood is yeah, so <laughs> yes. we, and i was helping him because he was building his shit and <laughs> yes <laughs> and so i built this greenhouse for like you know about 120 bucks um and most of that was the plastic so yeah. i went i went good i went heavy on the plastic i that good shit that five mil oh shit um and then yeah so then i just started i I originally got some genetics from california when i was out there that i first started with um i started with i guess should i plug them do they yeah 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 i got 72 virgins from amuerta genetics was the seeds i got and my friend who i grew with knew them really well through like a veterans um group that they were uh-huh. in you know veterans that grow weed now yeah that's probably that's, what, that's what we really want <laughs> yeah yes Vet, but he was good i mean he grow was weed it'll help save a lot a lot of, of yeah. shit yeah and it was awesome because you know he had an injury he, you know, he had a back injury and stuff and, mm-hmm. you know weed was one of he was one of those miracle cases kind of thing you know like yeah i can basically have a normal job now because i smoke a lot of pot um he eventually you know later on i think he'll, he'll he got surgery or he'll have to eventually but you know it really improved his quality of life, you know? Yeah. So I started with those guys' seeds, and then I had another friend who had a Durban poison that came from the East Coast, and he gave me seeds from... Or actually, I think he gave me a clone of his Durban. Yeah, yeah. And then I, like, just put it in this most serious quarantine ever. Like, I put it in every insecticide and, like, fungicide that I had, which I had been working in fish and other worlds. So I had all kinds of weird shit, but I was like, yeah. brand new greenhouse. I'm not trying to bring anything in here. <laughs> um, and then I had some blue dream seeds that just came from a Colorado bag seeds. They were just bag the seeds. The great from old a, blue yep. dream. I like the blue dream. I grew Dude, up many, it, many summers in greenhouses. Yeah. And I mean, also at that time I didn't, I was traveling a lot for my job. So I wanted stuff that was going to yield high and not no. be too much trouble. And so the blue dream, I ended up, Letting the that umuerta, letting a male go to see go to flower, ah. and then I so I had all that stuff then crossed with the seventy two virgins, and then I've basically just grown those hybrids the last couple of years, and then I've gotten like I've added a little bit more like technical stuff every year, like I have a, a temperature probe on my fan now, which is pretty fancy. Yeah, you know, before I just had a box fan. Yeah, that I just left on all the time. You know, and like <laughs> I, I put a window in there, so I actually have like cross you know cross breeze. And I had like a clip fan in there that actually broke 
recently, but I'll probably get another one. That's what I, that's, that's usually what, when that's I replace stuff is like, yeah. it breaks, and I'm like, well, we're gonna upgrade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna upgrade from broken to not broken. That's it. <laughs> and so yeah, and then originally I grew in like expensive potting soil mixes. You know, I'd go and get the. Um, you know, the Fox farm. I was, and, yeah, that's what know. I was like. Yeah, you go get the, and then the first year I did a couple of the grow in the bag ones. I don't remember who makes there's, everybody's doing it now, but you know, the original grow in the bag, the soil uh, mix, the uh, aqua serene or not. aqua, The yeah. roots organic. Yeah. Roots. 707, yep. the 404. Yeah. So I got some of their stuff that, yeah, it's just basically just cocoa. And yeah. Um, but then I started, I had a volunteer plant. I had a, I composted a bunch of stuff I made into butter. And then I had one of these 72 virgins, Durban poison, like hybrids just come up out of the compost and in the earth of Denver. And, um, <laughs> technically now a land race. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was and like, oh, that's a land race now. Yeah, <laughs> it is technically, I guess. Technically. Yes. But then that plant just did super well. And I, I had gotten my soil tested for, cause I was growing a vegetable garden. And so I basically, I knew how to, from soils, from fish school, I learned, I knew how to do pH soil and all that. And so I just kind of started doing it the way that I was taught in ag school, kind of just like a sort of organic amended with stuff, you yeah. know? And then that plant ended up just, you know, becoming a tree and I got like almost four pounds off of it, Whoa. which in this climate, I think is pretty impressive. Like, you know, we only have 150 frost free days or something, <laughs> yeah, you know, like 160 crazy. and, uh, and this plant, I just, it ended up getting so wide because it was getting above my fence. And, um, but, uh, but then after that, ever since then, I've just amended and grown at least a few plants in the soil. Um, and that's been kind of a fun learning experience of like how, what the limits of the soil are versus, and how you get your quality up. You can get big plants, but the quality yeah and mostly that's the elements so yeah i've moved it into a more protected part of the yard and i noticed oh you know better crystals because the wind doesn't knock them off of that you know <laughs> but it, the tough thing is you're just at the mercy of and almost every year there's just like a blizzard and i'm out there like cutting my plant we were here down and just pff, we were know? here for the the late the last late one we were here oh, in, in september or? it was april oh yeah yeah this year when, what we got the massive one yeah yeah we were here in like it just cracked me up. I was like, it's fucking April, you guys. <laughs> so, but man, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Like, Absolutely. This is... Uh, well, actually, can I, can I tell one more quick story? Before yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, that's I, don't perfect. Wanna, I, I know we've kind of been running here, but the first year I grew, or the first year I was growing pot and I had some in-ground plants in my greenhouse, they got just, they really got big. I planted them too early. I didn't really plan ahead. I put the seeds in the ground in like March and then... Usually I'm getting half and half males and females, but I ended up having like a lucky group and I had, you know, like three females, one male and the, uh, like I'm pruning everything and I'm like, I'm training it away from the, the plastic, you know, trying to like fit it in there. And basically I have two plants that have taken like every square foot of it up. Yeah. And, um, they're like some kind of an OG that a friend gave me and it's like October and it just reeks like you, when you, if you're like walking the dog on the street, you could just, it hits you when you like pass my house and um, I get like a cop knock on the door and you can tell it's the cops. It's like that, like, dunk, dunk, dunk. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. And, you know, I open the door <laughs> and there's like four cops. There's like a lady cop and three male cops. I don't know why I have to specify that. It makes me sound it's like, important. I'm, like I'm it's sexist very or something. Important. The lady told me. But <laughs> the lady cop. But she does most of the talking. So that's why I bring that up. And so I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, hey, Mr. Broder, like we're here. Um, well, they asked for my ID first off, just normal cop stuff. And they're like, Mr. Broder. And I had just smoked a bunch of pot. And that like fear of being living in an illegal state my whole life was like still with me. I was like, oh, fuck. And she was like, yeah, we're here about your grow. And I was just like, oh, fuck. And I was like so paranoid. But I was also like, never heard a cop call it a grow before. Yeah. So that's <laughs> probably a good sign. That is a good know? sign, yeah. And basically they were just like, well, you know, we can clearly like see that it's pot in your greenhouse or whatever and you know you're, you can grow plants uh, you know but you can't have it can't be visible and it's not really supposed to be whatever and she didn't kind of gave me the out she was like i'm sure that you just kind of put it out there today or you, know, you just have it out there because the weather's good or whatever right and i was like Ab absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah. Yes. whatever you name me to say you saying you know yes. and then i think at the time i had a little bit more plants than i was supposed to have like you think you're, you're only supposed to have six here in Colorado. they're flowering but it's kind of weird it's like you can have 12 but only six can flower for a household but it's like six per person but you can combine with one other person in your household it's 
Yeah, well, yeah, real like, screwy. We'll make it confusing enough that if we want to, we can give, we can arrest you. Right, and so I had like maybe seven or eight because all these had been female, and I just kind of let them go. And so they were like, "How many plants do you have?" By by the way, and I was just like five, and they were just like, "All right, well, you know, just make them less visible, and we'll see you later." <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even want to check or anything, and then you know it was like October, it was like or end of September, beginning of October, and. So the ones in the ground, I was just like, well, it's, it's harvest day today, I guess, you know, like I was going to wait till next weekend, yeah. but yeah, here, I mean, here we are, honestly, you know? it was probably just somebody around here calling them yeah. bitching about it. And they were like, like, we have uh, to make a show that we came here. It, yeah. So, cause we know that old lady's looking out her window right now. <laughs> and I was like, my first thought, and I thought about just arguing with them. Cause I was like the, the greenhouse plastic I had at the time was like relatively opaque. So yeah. it's like, how could they really tell? And also, but like, I wasn't going to press them because it's like, yeah, it smells like pot, like real bad. <laughs> I that just had, well, the guy, I was just in this, uh, for this friend's birthday party and they were all, it's in this town next to a vineyard in California and they were all drinking and I was smoking weed in my hotel room and the guy came and I knew there was like this weird lady next door. Right. And I was like, no one had, they haven't called in years over that. Yeah. And the, dude from the front desk he's like hey you can't smoke pot in here and i was like and i was straight up lied i was like i'm not and he's like i can smell it i was like yeah it's from oregon it's really really good <laughs> and he just smiled and he was like yeah i smoke too he's like you just can't smoke indoors <laughs> he's like that old lady i was like do you want some of this stuff from oregon he's like i'm not allowed to right now but i was like where do y'all go when y'all are working <laughs> that's what it was. Like, he's like just don't just don't smoke it in here. You can walk the streets is what he said. And I was like, Oh, cool. So you can walk a couple blocks, take a right. There's a little pergola. It was, There's a was, bench. There might be a pipe underneath it. You know, he was literally just saying, <laughs> just like, just this old lady right here is why I had to go down here. But I was just like, why are you here? I mean, I was smoking the shit out of it. <laughs> and that was kind of my thought too. Is I was like, who complains? And also, cause I mean, Anywhere in Colorado, like if you're walking the street, especially in the fall, yeah, in a neighborhood like this where there's good sized yards, it's like it smells like pot. Fucking try everywhere. driving down the 101 in Northern California <laughs> in the fall and not smell it. You can smell it when you fly in. Yes, <laughs> Man, the little air that comes in. Thank you so much. This <laughs> is you. a great episode. Thanks for coming by. And like this is our first home grower. And I just thought this was a perfect one. This was great. I got such great footage. I appreciate it, man. It's beautiful. Your your back garden is beautiful. We won't give the address, but you know, you keep growing that. People I, I just will. keep telling on you, I think. Hell so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put up a bigger fence. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the solution. There. Just, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank thanks you. so much for coming by, man. This was awesome. Perfect. Wasn't that cool? It's so cool. Auburn's a good school, even though it's in Alabama. I do have to say that like that made me like it even more. I uh, I like I like Auburn. So Tennessee is my SEC school, but you know if I had to, I'd like, I kind of like Auburn too. So um, they're good people and Bo Jackson. So maybe Bo Jackson. Um, no, yeah, this is a great episode. I love hearing the stories of people who were in the industry, got to see many different parts of it, working for temp agency in the cannabis industry. I mean, I haven't really seen too many of those around Oregon, but that seems like not, a I didn't Colorado like it. thing. I don't like it. It's not a. It's that. It's that way to take advantage of the workforce immediately. I get that it's needed from time to time and can help owners, and but we have to regulate it because it's like, I don't, did I talk about the Dell when I worked at the tent place? That the did I not when I Thought passed you, the drug test? You did a little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't yeah, know who I was the whole three days I worked for them. I figured that out the first three hours because they kept moving us around and no one knew who we were, and I was like, oh. I'm just going to walk around and anytime anybody asks me, I'm like, oh, I'm, I was told to go over here. And that happened twice. And the people were like, oh, go ahead. And I just walked around for three days. And then they <laughs> sent me a paycheck. And I was like, this system is not good. Um, I may have been close. So when I see it, like I was happy you started, like it's something we need to discuss because it's like, oh no, there's just so much that 
can go bad and wrong. That's Colorado's interesting. I think we've t- it's it's been the across the spectrum. The more people we talk to, and it affects everyone. It's really interesting. Well, it's interesting to see the market completely at as high as it can go. <laughs> it just is, as, yes. Just as far as, you know, real corporate stakes, you know, very well established, a lot of things happening. There's still those people with passion and want to get into it. But, you know, this is definitely the Wall Street of cannabis is what I think it is. It's an interesting, I think that's Chicago technically now. Um, we'll learn more about that later but that's what I'm reading about on the slip slide but you guys thanks follow us on the stuff just google grown local pod send it around review rate us we like that it helps the pod we don't like having to say this to remind you but it is the way this stupid business works so we want to keep giving you content and going to these farms and amplifying these voices and creating a bigger community of just that's our ultimate goal with grown local is created a large community of home growers and professional growers and people that love growing so you know and potheads too you guys are fun uh so grow your own we love you love you guys